Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. program here on 3CR 855 on the AM dial. It's good to have your company as we are here every Saturday to defend government schools. We are the defenders of government schools, D-O-G-S. Some people wonder why we go around. We don't go snapping at people. We're not mad dogs. Um, We're the dogs that defend government schools because no one else seems to. Um, Ministers don't have that responsibility anymore because they defend all school systems, it seems. More more particularly, they defend independent and Catholic schools more than they defend state schools. And so we're here because we need to be, because state schools are under attack. Um, This week we'll be looking in detail at a particular case, and it's a case study, I think, that highlights a lot of the systemic problems a lot of the problems that happen again and again and again, all around Australia, but sometimes particularly in Victoria, when it comes to the way the government deals with private schools. Um, in particular, and I don't mean to be sectarian about this, um, in particular Catholic schools. Now, the reason I say Catholic schools is that the Catholic school system is, in fact, an administrative um, apparatus separate from the government um, that takes government money, puts it into a big pile marked for Catholic schools and then distributes it and then distributes that to all the Catholic schools around Australia. As now, they choose. Uh, as, as they choose, um, without any oversight at all as it seems. Um, and there's been a bit of a problem because one of their schools um, a school called Presentation College in a lovely little suburb in the inner southeast of Melbourne called Windsor um, has got some problems um, and they've decided to close. And we'll be examining both the wise wherefore and the wash up of this because an investigation of this, I think, exposes the systemic, like the actual problems that are involved when it comes to taxpayers' money being used to educate children in private sectarian schools, and in this case, private sectarian Catholic school. Um, we'll also be looking around Australia, and we're we'll looking at um, the facts about school funding in South Australia, and looking further afield as well. But before we go any further, as always, we're going to have Jean's press release. Press release 803. Now, I've got a confession to make. I worked quite hard on this press release, and I didn't save it. So I'll have to fly a little bit by the seat of my pants. And it's about what Robert has just referred to, the Presentation College. More questions than answers. Now, the age uh, in the last week has covered this closure of the Presentation College Windsor, which, according to the age, allegedly enrolled 700 girls in years 7 to 12. So the age gave its closure quite a bit of oxygen. But this closure opens up, as Robert has just said, a number of issues. Firstly, the shocked parents of this private school expected the government to do something. But Premier Daniel Andrews, whose own children go to a Catholic school, ruled out providing a government bailout and said that it was a matter for the Catholic Education Office. Uh, The Catholic Education Office, by the way, is one of the best-funded charities in Australia. As well as getting billions of dollars for for the schools, it also uh, is very well serviced by the Charities Commission. But Daniel Andrews said, I'm not announcing that we're going to try to keep the school open. 
It's a private school. And later on, he said that the government would not seek to keep the school open but would support the students to be able to enrol in government schools. And Robert will be telling you about a nice, new, shiny government school that they can go to in the next year or so. Then there was the question whether the Andrews Government School should seek to claw back a million-dollar grant that it gave to Presentation College Windsor for renovation two years ago after the Catholic Girls' School announced plans to shut its stores next year, 2020? Well, the answer to that question is no, even though that million dollars was taxpayers' money and it hasn't been expended. If it was a state school not expending the money, that money would go straight back into consolidated revenue. The Victorian School Building Authority is following this matter up with the Catholic Education Commission of Victoria, the department's spokesman said. Now, the school site itself isn't owned by the uh, Catholic Education Commission uh, and it isn't (coughs) owned necessarily by the Archbishop as a corporation's sole. It's actually owned by the Presentation Sisters of Victoria. I don't know how many of them are left uh, because it's quite a small Irish uh, group of nuns uh, and it's part of, that, that is the order, they own it. So the question is, what's going to become of it? And Robert will be discussing this. But Let's find out a little bit more about this school. What does the My School website have to say about it? Now, this is very interesting if you go up onto the My School website. This is Robert's uh, area of expertise and also Trevor Cobalt, but I'll have a go. Here I've got some information. I'm told that uh, there isn't 700 girls there. There's 466 because the enrolment's been going down markedly in the last three or four years. There used to be 650, but it's now going down and it's 466 currently. They have 44 teachers there, but they also have non-teaching staff as well. So when it closes, uh, there's a question of what's going to happen to these employees. But... um, Will they go to other Catholic schools or will they just be on the job market? And then there, of course, there's about 25 non-teaching staff. But the funds are always the interesting bit. Uh, We're told that the Australian government in 2017-18 gave this school $3,818,818 dollars. That's $7,260 per student. And the state government gave, that's for current funding only, 988465 which is nearly a million dollars in running costs, which is $1,879 per student. But the fees, the charges and the parent contributions are... 9,820 per student. That's uh, 5 million. So those, it's not a very high fee charging school. Uh, that's not a very, very high one. It's not in the same class as Scots College or St Michael's or a lot of the surrounding private schools. Yeah, can I just um, butt in there, Jane? How much does it cost per student per year for the parent to send their child to presentation college again? $9,820. a year About per, 10, per girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think that's cheap. I really don't think that's cheap. A lot of Catholic regional colleges and other Catholic schools charge significantly less. And, of course, state schools um, work on the principle that um, education is a right, not a charitable privilege. And so, therefore, um, a free point of access is an important thing for a state school. $10,000, um, I don't think, is cheap. Um, I don't think it's cheap if you've got to pay a very high hmm. mortgage to live in Windsor. No, I really don't. Also, um, I do actually take your point that it's a lot cheaper than the school across the road, which is St Michael's Grammar, yeah. which is about you know, $18,000 per student. So um, in the scheme of things, in terms of prestigious private schools in, in, in what I call the precinct in the inner east of Melbourne, I think the point you make is valid. It's um, cheap 
but in terms of the rest of the planet, <laughs> I think it's quite expensive. I, 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 I don't want to contradict you, Jim, but I think that's actually a point worth making. $10,000 a year per student um, is, is non-trivial, especially if you've got more than one kid. Yes, yes. I, okay, I, I do take your point. I was just thinking of, of Scott's College oh, on no, those no, places. Anything um, because uh, when I get to who actually um, goes there, you'll see that um, it's pretty considerable. The the actual ICSI value is one thousand, well over one thousand forty nine. Uh, they it, it it is servicing um, wealthy families. So I was just thinking that if they are really that wealthy and the, the vast percentage of them is wealthy, although there's 10% that are not wealthy, yeah. um, there is a question there. Yeah. Uh, it's actually 1,089. Yeah. So it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's very substantially above the, the, the national average. Yeah. Now, uh, there are other private sources, but they, the parents there aren't raising that much money. Uh, the parents at, for example, Errol Street, North Melbourne, are raising a comparable amount. They raised in uh, the last year 88,121. Uh, the total gross income per year is over 10 million. And per student, that is 19,127. So this is very expensive for the taxpayer. I suggest. Yes, it is. Yes, uh, yes it is. Yep. So uh, the, the capital expenditure is not so great. They have loans um, of uh, almost a million dollars that they're paying off, and there's income that they allocate to the current capital projects, which is considerable. Um, it's 252000 but accumulated, that's 690,000. But there's no evidence here of that 1 million for renovations, I would think. So, um, that, that is, that, those are the facts and figures. Uh, I want to talk in detail about that $1 million renovation after you finish your press release because yes. I think that's actually one of the big issues when it comes to s- systemic, um, I'm going to use the word corruption, um, s- s- the, the systemic misuse of government funds. Now, the um, ICSI value, of you, as you've just told the people, is 1089 which is substantially above the average of 1000 These are, on the whole, wealthy parents. In fact, in the upper quartile, you have a considerable number of parents. I think it's about 40%, isn't it, Robert? Yeah. And then in the second quartile, you have 30%. Is that correct? You do. Uh, and about 10% in the lower quartile. So this is uh, a school which services wealthy, aspirational parents. So that's what the My School website has to say about this school. But why is it closing? Why are these uh, parents in this area not sending their children to this particular school? Now, the dogs suggest... Apart from all of the problems that the Roman Catholic Church has had about uh, child abuse and what have you, uh, that there are now state schools in this area being built again. They were closed, but now they are being built again because the middle-class parents of the area are demanding that they have a secular state school education. And uh, aspirational parents with big mortgages are starting to do their sums and realising that given the NAPLAN results of some of these schools, um, they are not getting value for money. And that's the really interesting thing about this school, the NAPLAN results. Isn't it, Jean? Can you, can you please share it? Because I'm, I, I think this is a revelation. Well... They are the same in spelling and a few other things. I think reading, sorry, read, um, they're the same in reading and writing as schools with a similar cohort of students. They are. However, in numeracy, they are well below. Way, way below. Way below. Yes. Way below similar schools. So in Australia, um, and I, I think this is worth pointing out again, um, it is our tragedy that the one thing that matters more than anything else in terms of how well you do at school is how much your parents earn. 
And so the Ixia value, which is a rough reflection of a combination of how much money your parents have combined with the sort of job that they do, whether it's professional or otherwise, this Ixia value is the most strongly correlated number that determines whether a child is successful at school. Here at the Dogs, we find this disgusting. We find this something that needs to be fought against. We find this is something that cannot be left alone as an assumption at some education conference or some politician's speech. It's just not on. Now, at this school, because that's the case, there are a very large number of students from very wealthy families. And compared to other students from other very wealthy families, their numeracy is rubbish. And they so can't count. Now, compared so is their spelling. And, and so is their spelling and so is their grammar. Yes. Which is absolutely fascinating. Now, I'll come back to this anecdotally because I've worked in this school dozens of times. And um, I actually want at some point to talk about how nice the girls are. <laughs> they're, they're really nice kids. Um, they're just being let down by a system. Um, and know, I'll, I'll talk about that later. But compared to all Australian children, you know, bear, bearing in mind you know, rich and poor alike, rich and poor alike, they do know better than children from poorer families. The girls in Presentation College do no better at numeracy or grammar or spelling than children from very poor families all around this country. And that, considering the fees being $10,000 a year, is perhaps one of the reasons why this school in particular is struggling. Now, there's another little uh, bit at the bottom of the profile for this school, which is very interesting. Quite a large number of the girls in this school are fee-paying international students. So this might explain uh, some, some of the data, Robert. So that's all I have to say. Robert will be talking uh, in depth later about the My School uh, material. I would just like to say that this is a test case. There has been so much oxygen given in the press to this matter and also to the parents on the talkback radio shows. But when our schools, our state schools, were closed by Kennett in the 1990s, it was very, very difficult to get coverage. And we had to occupy the Richmond um, Secondary College, which is now a lovely girls' school, uh, on the river there, prime real estate. Uh, So it's a very interesting situation indeed, and there are more questions than answers. However, there were three comments, and the comments were closed fairly quickly, on the $1 million renovation grant matter. Heathen, a man calling or woman calling themselves heathen, said... The state government should not be giving money to private, wealthy, faith-based schools in the first place. Not happy, Dan. Chris Curtis, of course, who is the who is the self-styled expert on on funding of private schools, had quite a lot to say. He said that government funding of non-government schools is standard practice throughout the OECD, though on more restrictive conditions than Australia, so he's prepared to admit that, but it's not right for a capital grant to be made. The school closed shortly afterwards and the grant converted into profit for the entity that sells the school. So I thought those comments were of interest and I'm sure that Robert would like to uh, have a lot more to say about this matter. But we'll have a little break and then we'll go to Robert. Red alert. Numbers are needed at the Japurung Heritage Protection Embassy camps immediately. Sacred birthing trees on Japurung country need protecting. Over 50 generations have been born on these sites and the birthing trees themselves are 800 years old. These trees are being protected from the Victorian Labor Party's planned highway extension that is set to destroy this sacred dreaming landscape. The cops are coming with eviction orders very soon. The campaign to protect country is led by Japarang traditional owners who are calling on people from all walks of life for support. You can help by joining traditional owners at the camp on Japarang country near Ararat or by donating and putting pressure on Daniel Andrews to protect this sacred land. 
Visit dwembassy.com for more information and updates. No trees, no treaty. The Renegade Pub Football League proudly presents its inaugural Pride Round, Painting Victoria Park Rainbow, on Saturday, August 24th. Celebrating diversity in pub football, this free community event offers a laid-back afternoon of gender-inclusive Aussie Rules football, alongside DJs and a charity barbecue. Saturday, August 24th, gates open at 12.30. For more information, including Pub Footy's August and September fixture, visit www.rpfl.com.au. The Renegade Pub Football League is a 3CR supporter. the Dogs Program here on 3CR 855 on the AM dial. That was Nico with My Funny Valentine and, of course, protecting things that matter, like trees. I mean, not schools, not private exclusive schools that charge thousands and thousands of dollars a year. Protect trees. And, of course, um, a pride football match because 3CR is a community. That's what the C is all about. We're here at the Dogs not just defending government schools. We are here participating in a broad community of people who've come together at 3CR to say things that you can't say on other radio stations 
in other formats, in other places. If you're listening to the podcast at the moment, congratulations. You've, you've, you've found the key to, to the truth of the world if you're listening to 3CR podcasts. Um, he said grandly. Um, <laughs> and if you're listening, of course, um, just live to air on 855 on the AM dial, it's good to have your company. Um, certainly our regular listeners. And, um, I know it's a, it's not late, but I just, we were blown away this year by the contributions from all our dear listeners who contributed for the Radiothon last month. It was a wonderful thing. It gives us heart to continue on. It was quite a bit over even our, our target, which yeah. is wonderful. Which Thank is, you, listeners. Which is you know, absolutely wonderful. Right, that's all the nice things. Let's get back to the nasties. <laughs> um, we've been talking about Presentation College Windsor. Now, I mentioned before that I myself on a number of occasions have worked in this school. Um, I've gone in there, and um, I won't tell you, dear, this is what I was doing, but it was educationally based. Like, I wasn't cleaning the toilets. I was working with the girls, um, having a lovely time. And when I say the girls, I mean the young women. I mean, when we have a go at private schools, I think it's really important. We are not having a go at the kids. We are really not. They were delightful. They were the right kind of sparky at Presentation College. They were curious. They didn't accept things um, for what they were. They, in many ways, um, behaved like state school kids, <laughs> which is to say, yeah, you say that, but, yeah, prove it. Um, or, yeah, I kind of like you, but I'm, I'm going to respect you before I listen to you. You know, they were, they were the right kind of kids. And I must say, every time I've worked in that school, I've really enjoyed working with those young women. Now, this school is closing. And there's a number of issues that I think highlight the problems, or indeed corruption, or indeed, yeah, at the moment people are using words like fraud all over the place when it comes to casinos, um, the, the systemic problems. And I want to talk firstly about the idea that the parents of this school, who have, have been shocked, and I understand why, because it's a nice community and they're, and they're nice young women and the parents spend a lot of money to send their children there and so therefore want value for it. The shock that they have... It's traumatic uh, when you have to It is, it is, it is. It's, it's traumatic for the young women. It's there probably traumatic for their fam- families. There were a lot of children traumatised and parents in the 1990s when the state schools were closed by Mr Kennett. And kids are kids are kids. So, you know, out there to the kids, I'm sitting here having a go at your school because I think it is corruptly taking money from the government, but that doesn't mean I dislike you. Mm. That it, it, I mean, I know you say it's not personal, like I'm not some, some Nazi guard saying, you know, it's not personal, but it really isn't because I believe, and I believe really strongly, that every single one of those young women will succeed in their education no matter where they are educated. If they go to another school, if they go to a state school, they will succeed at that school. What's happened at Presentation College is that they've had a good educational experience, and I think it's important to say that because if you're coughing up $22,000 a year in combination of taxpayers' money and, um, and parents' contributions, you're going to get yourself something like a good education, except, of course, it turns out for counting. They're not very good at that. Mm. Um, so I'm sure if they go to the local state school, that will improve. But apart from that, I have no fears for these young women. And so I think that's actually really important to talk about here on the DOGS program. Because often we criticise independent schools, often we criticise Catholic schools, often we criticise Scientology schools, often we criticise exclusive brethren schools, often we criticise Islamic schools, often we criticise Presbyterian schools, often we criticise the Methodist Ladies' College for the obscene (laughs) amount of money that's used in the education of young ladies there. But it's not the girls, it's not the boys, it's not the kids. They are part of a system that allows for them to be separated off in what I would describe as an apartheid education system. Now, that did sound a bit polemic, I know, and that did sound like a rant, but I think it's important that the listeners of the DOGS program understand that our goal is to give every child the best opportunity to have a successful education in this country, and that's every child, independent of how much money their parents have and independent of the jobs that their parents do. And in Australia at the moment, that's just not true. Now, let's talk about a million dollars. Let's talk about a million dollars that was given to the Presentation College to do some renovations. They advertise it on their website and saying we're going to do some renovations for the future. It's all going to be wonderful. Hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. Now, what's happened, of course, is that the school, the Presentation College, has closed down very suddenly. 
you know, they, they've taken the band-aid off quickly. They shocked everyone. They said, no, it's closing. It's closing at the end of the year. Goodbye. Dump, dump. So having said that, this million dollars for a renovation for a school that's not going to exist in four months' time. Now, Dan Andrews and the Victorian State Government have stated that this million dollars they're concerned about, and they're concerned because they want to make sure that it's not lost. And so they have decided, and this is the State Government, they have decided that that $1 million will be spent on some capital works in another, any other, Catholic school. Not any other school. They don't want the money back. They want to spend it on any other Catholic school. Now, who gets to decide which Catholic school? Because this, this, this million dollars is now targeted in a sectarian way. It can't be spent on a Presbyterian school. This money can't be spent on an Islamic school. This money certainly will not be spent on a state school. It has to be spent on a Catholic school. And my first question is why? Why does the state government say a million dollars you're not going to spend? Why does it have to be spent on a Catholic school? Now, the answer is really simple. The state government's hiding something. Something the dogs know and something people in the know know is that when the state government gave the million dollars for the renovations to Presentation College, that's not actually what they did. They gave a million dollars to the Catholic Education Office to distribute to Presentation College if they felt like it. Now, it turns out the Catholic Education Office kind of might have known that this school was going to close down, and so they've just held this money back. It's still sitting there in the bank, million dollars, earning interest for the Catholic Education Office. They never distributed it. Our so, taxpayers' money. Yeah, it's, 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 it's Our my money. My money, sitting there. And they never spent it because you know, they might have just known that this was going to happen at Presentation College Windsor. Now, so the state government saying, oh, well, it has to be spent on another Catholic school. The reason it has to be spent is that the Catholic Education Office already has the money and they ain't given it back. And so, therefore, they're trying to make a, a silk purse out of a sow's ear, saying, oh, well, good, at least it's not getting wasted on Presentation College. It's going to get spent somewhere else. But, no, it, it is... In all sorts of ways, and I don't want to get Jean too, too, too head up, it's actually money that's targeted. It, it, it's taxpayers' money that is predicated on the fact that it must be spent in a particular sectarian way, which, well, I don't know it's state money, but in, in, in federal terms, that's actually against the Constitution. It's being used for religious purposes. Um, the Catholic but, Education Office is an imperium in imperio, a state within a state. It, it is... Um, a stage in its own right because it does what it likes with our taxpayers' money. It's quite frightening, really. Mm, actually, I'm, I'm just, just as an sort of aside, I thought it was really interesting. Um, if anyone who's been following the news in Victoria lately has worked out that the Crown Casino um, has been doing really weird things with money with criminals from, from China. And several people who've been following this for some time say, oh, Crown Casino, when it comes to the state government, um, they can do what they like. We call them, and this is really interesting, we call the Crown Casino the Vatican because Crown Casino can do whatever it likes in Victoria, just like the, the Vatican. Yes. And I think that's really interesting, that, that, that sort of local idea of um, the Catholic Education Office basically does what it's like with taxpayers' money. And as Jean said, the Catholic Education Office in Victoria plays with well over $3.5 billion every year of taxpayers' money. And it's political... Non-trivial, non-trivial. A very, very powerful political lobby group, as Mr Elder proved uh, in the last election. And um, it's also a charity and one of the wealthiest charities in Australia. Very interesting. It is. So they don't pay tax. So I've, I've found that that particular aspect, that $1 million and how the state government's sort of covering up the fact that they've lost control of it. Mm. They've got no say in how that money is spent. And they're pretending that they do. I think that's absolutely fascinating. But I'm going to actually analyse in detail, and we're going over this a fair bit because I really do think it's a test case. And I hate to do the sort of Harvard Business School model of things, but this is a case study in how a system goes wrong. And I'll be telling you more about why this school, why this exclusive, high-fee-paying, 
private school in the inner east of Melbourne has stuffed things up after this. Victoria's roadside drug testing program is not about road safety. In last year's governmental inquiry into drug law reform, it was noted that Victoria's RDT program is falling behind on latest evidence regarding impairment. Currently, Victoria Police can charge people for detection of either cannabis, amphetamines or MDMA. But those detections do not correlate with impairment. Impaired drivers should be removed from the roads and that's why we're urging an inquiry into Victoria's RDT scheme to ensure that the resources that are currently employed to make our roads safer are being properly used to make our roads safer. Help us refocus road safety onto what makes roads safe. Sign the e-petition parliament.vic.gov.au forward slash council forward slash petitions and look for the Inquiry into Drug Driving Reform, Petition 117. A 3CR supporter. Want to defend government schools? We are the DOGS, D-O-G-S, Defenders of Government Schools. Every week on the DOGS program we have a special segment to show a different state school is a great school. If you're a parent or if you're a kid or if you're involved in the school in any way whatsoever and you love your state school, give 3CR a call. We want to hear about these schools that we're defending. Brunswick Secondary State schools are great. Harkaway Primary great School. Schools. Sunshine North Primary School. They're really school. concerned about the welfare of the kids and their growth as people as well as learning. You've got, like, you put on plays, you've got enrichment, you've got vis- physical education, visual arts, languages, all that. In fact, is there a cooking? Actually, an embracing of kids from disadvantaged backgrounds and with additional needs. More than half of your kids are from some of the poorest families in Australia. Yeah, definitely. That's the community and that's who we're servicing and that's who, that's who we welcome into the school. Outdoor play is linked to healthier and happier children. This, in turn, leads to better grades. In the weekly assemblies and stuff, they have a little thing, uh, you've been caught being good, and they have a a value of the week each week, and so it's not just words that is actually... So so what do the teachers do when it's a building site? Yeah, they kick themselves out of their own staff room and turn it into a classroom. Just a really nice culture and an emphasis on social skill building as well as learning. Quite a range of intellectual ability and kids with mental health diagnoses. Refugee kids, kids who have not been in the country very long, don't necessarily start off with a Positive relationships with each other, with teachers and with the community. And they run a, a breakfast club. There's a recognition that some kids don't get breakfast and so there's, there's food on. If you are involved in a state school and it's a great school, we'd love to hear from you so we can talk about it and tell the world. Leave a message for the dogs at 3CR on 9419 State schools are great schools. Great state schools. Oh, what a world we live in when drug testing is not drug testing is not drug testing is... Oh, my goodness. Um, that's what 3CR is all about, isn't it? Um, and also, please do call if you've got something to tell us. Um, just call and let it, leave us a message during business hours here at 3CR. Um We've been, we're talking about a little place called Presentation College, where a bunch of lovely young ladies have, in, in ever-decreasing numbers, been having a lovely time segregated off for the rest of the population um, of poor people um, by going to a school that's high-fee paying in the inner east of Melbourne. Um, the school's closed, um, or it's being closed. It'll close at the end of the year. And the parents and the students are very upset, and they're demanding the government do something. The government's saying no. Now... I was talking before, earlier, about $1 million in terms of capital grants, which we've discovered has to go to um, other Catholic schools, or another Catholic school. A million dollars has got to go to another Catholic school. Um, these girls... There's no certainty that will happen, dear. Well, these girls, um, when they leave this school, are going to go to other schools. And it is acknowledged that these girls are not going to be going to other Catholic schools. Because there has been an interesting development in Peran lately. There's been a large, a number of well-resourced, well-regarded, brand new, shiny, full of wonderful facilities, state schools being opened up. And that's where these girls are going to be going. So the one million dollars for Capital Works technically should be following the girls. But it ain't. It really, really ain't. But why? will these girls be going to state schools? Why will these girls be leaving the bosom of the Catholic education officers' processes and to go into the state school system? Well, it's interesting because there's a fellow called Gerald Bain King, and he's a Catholic school principal. He's a Catholic school principal at the Christian Brothers College, 
just down the road in St Kilda. Oh yes, he says that the girls in the later years can go and do their VCE with yeah. his boys. I thought the Christian brothers... Have changed their name. They have. Is that what you were going to say, Jane? Yes. Well, they're a bit on the nose in the Commission of Inquiry into Child Abuse, weren't they? Um, 22% of members of the Christian Brothers Order um, are convicted pedophiles. I'm going to say that again. The Christian Brothers Order, 22%... That's either one in four or one in five, depending upon which way you you round up or or round down, of the members of the Christian Brothers Order in Australia are convicted pedophiles, not suspected pedophiles, not people who have engaged in pedophile activity and and are on a charge. No, 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 they are convicted pedophiles. Well, I noticed that the Ray College now calls itself a school in the Edmund Rice tradition. Well, I'm going to come to that because this fellow, Gerald Bain King, is an interesting fellow because he's actually, very strangely, I think, calling it as it is. He's saying that the abuse scandals, the sexual abuse, the abuse of children scandals have plagued the church and they haven't helped when it comes to the enrolment levels for the Presentation College. Or perhaps his, his school either. He says there's no doubt that many people in the inner city, which is where these schools are located, may have no faith at all or may not be comfortable with religious schools. And obviously things like abuse scandals have not put the Catholic faith in a positive light, Mr Bain King said. He's calling it as it is. He said he was optimistic that um, his college will continue to attract students in the future with co-educational model, so attracting some of the girls from presentation. But he also wanted to, of course, maintain the best of single-sex schooling, so he's talking, he's selling, he's selling his school to, to the girls. He says, in the next 18 months, we will begin to plan around the possibility of girls' and boys' education at our school, which some people will just simply call co-ed, but we will look to capture some of the advantages of single-sex education in our model. Do you know what that is? That's single-sex classes in a co-educational school. Okay, fair enough. Now, Presentation College, Windsor, as an organisation, blamed dwindling enrolments when it made its abrupt announcement on Monday that it must close for three years, uh, close three years shy of its 150th anniversary. He also said, uh, this is Mr Banking, that inner urban gentrification had also taken its toll on some Catholic schools. There's a high percentage of families now that live in the inner city that are demographically not inclined towards religion whereas once you would have had working-class families and middle-class families that had a strong faith background. He says that his school did not need to merge with Presentational College for the sake of its own survival. So they said, no, 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 we're not doing that. I think that might have something to do with a $40 million price tag that the real estate that the school is sitting on holds. But anyway, we'll come to that later. He says, I don't think it's a simple case of... If we don't do this, we won't survive. But I do think if we work a way of having courage and occasional environment with elements of single-sex learning um, that suit boys and girls, that will be a valuable thing. Now, between 2008 and 2018, enrolment at Catholic boys' schools increased by 7.8% compared with a tiny rise of 0.3% at Catholic girls' schools. The Presentation Sisters of Victoria, who govern the Windsor schools, made the final decision um, once their Year 7 enrolments went below 50. Mm. Now, Michael Elphick, a consultant for the Sisters, or the Presentation Sisters, said that 466 students' enrolment levels at Presentation had fallen well below the threshold of what was needed to provide a broad, high-quality education. He said, in the modern day, the cost of schooling and the kind of things parents expect is well past 12 or 1,300 to achieve economy of scale. Now, economy of scale, by the way, is profit uh, for the Catholic Education Office. You have to go big or get out if you're going to run a Catholic school in Victoria. And I know a lot of parents um, don't really feel that way. Well, they like smaller schools. Mm-hmm. However, the sisters have offered the Christian Brothers Governors of the Edmund Rice Education Australia Incorporated Foundation. So there's your Edmund Rice there, Jade. <laughs> The first opportunity to purchase the school site, yeah, that's the one where one in five is a pedophile, that, that, that mob, um, which, is, which has the estimated value of $40 million. Well, if they sell it for a profit, 
then they can pay off some of those abused children, can't they? Um, I don't really think it works that way. Um, I think you'll find that certainly in New South Wales, the Catholic Church could not categorically say that they weren't using taxpayers' money to pay off compensation claims to abuse victims. So I'm still paying as a taxpayer. I am physically still paying for the, for, for the wonders or the evils indeed of of the sexual abuse, institutional sexual abuse scandal, which includes, in large part, um, people from the Catholic education system. Um, now I'm going to talk about the real reason. The real reason why, why Presentation College has closed. And the real reason why Presentation College has closed is that there has been, in 2019, at the beginning of this year, a great state school open up just around the corner. Every week on the Doctor Program we have a special segment to show a different state school is a great school. State schools are great schools. School of the week. State school. School of the week. Great state schools. State schools. School of the week. School for the week here on the Dogs Program. Our great state school of the week this week is not something I can give you any statistics about. I can't tell you their NAPLAN results. I can't even tell you how much money per kid it costs to educate a child there because it's only been open for four months and they've only got one year level in the school. Now, it's a secondary school and they've only got year sevens in there. Have they got more than 50? Oh, much more than 50. That's what's happening, isn't it? Oh, much more than 50. (laughs) Now, the Paran High School is around about 600 metres from Presentation College, Windsor. The Paran High School has had, by the Victorian State Government, $37.5 million spent on facilities in the last three years. The Paran High School is really, really sexy looking when it comes to being a school. It's got grass, glass, it's got chrome, it's got shared educational spaces, it's got resources, it's got this is and that's it. And what? Showpiece. It's an absolute showpiece. And what that interesting fellow who was the principal, that's Gerald Bain King, he's saying that the parents of Paran, parents of Paran aren't really interested in religion, in the same way they used to be. It's become a much more secular area. Because, of course, once you have a higher level of collective education, the religiosity of, 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 a, of a group or a tribe or a culture or a suburb tends to go down. The more you know about the world, the less you collectively rely upon the auspices of God to get you through it. Um, this is just a phenomenon that's existed for several hundred years, and in Paran it's taking, it's taking, um, it's taking root. So in 2019, a new high school was opened and it took its very first enrolment of Year 7s. Oh, they're having a lovely time. You should check out their Facebook page. They're doing this, they're doing that, they're they're interacting all over the place. Um, As a school, it's sitting there waiting for those Year 7s to turn into Year 8s and and then to pass on to what's going on with the parents. The parents of Piranha are just going, what? I can have a gold standard education and pay what fees? Two? $100? 
um, $100, or if I'm like a bit skint, then I don't have to pay anything, and it's free at point. What? I can do that. I don't actually have to buy my way out of the state system because there's this really cool state school. I don't have to use the excuse to separate my child off from poor people, which is what a lot of parents do. I don't have to use the excuse that the local state school does not fulfil the educational needs of my child, so therefore, of course, I have to go and send them to a private school, which is something you hear um, in Victoria and indeed Melbourne all the time, because the local state school is really cool. It's brand new. I mean, if you go there, you can still smell the paint on the walls. There's classrooms that haven't been used there. They're just waiting. They're brand new. The cleaners have a lovely time. They go around saying, well, it's not getting dirty yet because the kids haven't arrived. But next year, it'll be sevens and eights. And next year, it'll be sevens, eights and nines. And the year after that, you'll just have this Paran High School and Presentation College will be a thing of the past. Now, if those girls at Presentation College are worried about their futures, well, I don't think in the end that they will be. Because next year, they'll be over at Paran High School and going, actually, this is... This is all right, isn't it? This is a state school. It's quite good. And I will tell you right now that the parents of Paran will defend their new state school because they're not going to have anyone tell them that they're not doing the right thing by their child because the choices they've made to send their child to the state school are the best choices because we are aspirational middle class and we love our children and we always make the best choices and the best choice in Paran is the Paran High School. And that's what will happen. That's what will happen for half a generation. And Presentation College will be a high-fee-paying school that um, the Catholic Education Office can do what it likes. That's what happens when you build a new state school in an aspirational middle-class area. When it fills up really quickly. When you put the money quickly. into public education, there's actually no need for uh, a private alternative. No. Um, because... The choice should be that of the child, not of the parent. Now, the only thing about the Paran High School I, I find sad, and Jean will back, back me up on this, is that because Kennett closed down the state schools in the Paran area mm. in the 90s, Paran High School's come in again, and it's spent a lot of money, but it's a sort of a high-rise school. It's squeezed in mm. because the original school place, which was the, the original school zone, the original school um, block, has been sold off for apartments long ago. And so it's got that sort of... It, inner urban sort of squeeze look but um, it's amazing what architects can do and obviously the Paran High School suits the parents. So our great state school of the week today is actually, con- it's actually directly concerned I have to say with what it is that we've been talking about because the actual reason that a Catholic private girls school has closed down is that a good state school opened up next door and that is a sign for the future. Money was spent. And do you know what? You say, oh, $37 million on a brand new state school, that's a waste of taxpayers' money. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's weird because that taxpayers' you, money should be going. If you think about that, if you think about closing down Presentation College, Presentation College every year gets $6 million from the state government to educate those girls, separated off in, 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 in their school. So that's $6 million they're not spending per year. So six, six, six years' time, six years' time you've got your money back. Six years' time you've got your money back by opening up the state school. And I tell you what, the state school will take everyone. The state school will take you if you've got enough money. The state school will take you if you don't. The state school will take you if you um, have a religion that's not Catholic. The state school will take you no matter the colour of your skin. The state school will take you, and if you happen to be LBGTQI+, then that's your business and you can be supported as part of the school community. If the teacher in the Paran High School is a homosexual, they won't be asked to leave. Because it's a state school. And quite frankly, asking someone to leave because they're a homosexual is deeply offensive. Now, none of those things are true at the Presentation College, Windsor. If you're a homosexual at the Presentation College, um, you just don't tell anyone. Don't ask, don't tell. That's the way it should work around here. Because if you do tell someone, my friend, we're going to have to sack you. But they did that for years with the, the child abuse scandal, didn't they? Um, oh, yes. Oh, yes. No, they're, they're more concerned... Um, and in they don't really about want to talk about this million dollars either, do they? 
Oh, no, I, th- I think you'll find that, that everyone's decided they don't want to talk about that. Anyway, <laughs> the, the only way you hear about that is if you listen to 3CR, quite frankly. Oh, follow the money, follow the money. Always, always, always follow the money. So, today, our great state school is a school that's, that's tiny little baby steps. It's brand new. It's just got a bunch of year sevens to have a lovely time with their gymnastics and their brand new library and learning all the maths and with all the new teachers having a lovely time walking through corridors, corridors smelling a new paint and... I bet you even the kids' toilets are, are, are like brand new and sparkly. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be nice? I've never been to a school with brand new sparkly toilets, but good <laughs> luck to them. I hope they stay that way. Congratulations, Great State School. You are paran high. For three years, teachers have had their qualifications, their pay, their pensions, and their working conditions attacked relentlessly by this government. I'm a proud product of a government-funded primary school education and of a government-funded secondary school education. Australia is one of the richest and luckiest countries in the world and there's no reason whatsoever why we can't have the very best public schools in the world. It's still not good enough that kids with disability miss out. Our education is not for profit. Our education is not for profit. You're listening to The Dogs, the defence of government schools on 3CR. Welcome back to the Dogs Program. It's been a lovely way to finish the program talking about Piranha. Um, you've been listening to us either on the podcasts. Um, you, you might have got our podcasts through our own website at www.adogs.info or you could have actually got our podcast through the 3CR website. That's 3cr.org.au. Now, I was a bit cheeky because some people have been suggesting great state schools, but I thought the Piranha High School was just it was just such a lovely story that I, I snuck that one in. But if you do have a great state school that you want me to talk about here on air, I'm happy to go and research it. I love doing that stuff because I love finding out good news about places. You can just call up the radio station. I mean, use a telephone. Um, you can just call us up during business hours on 9419 That's 9419 Just say, hey, can you let Rob from the dogs know that Dot, dot, dot is a really great state school. That's all you're going to do. A note will appear in my pigeonhole and very old school-like, and I'll go and find out about it. Um, in fact, just as soon as I can get off here, I'm going straight to the pigeonhole, and I'm looking forward to finding something there. We are the dogs. And as the dogs, we are going to say goodbye now because we have to come back and do some more research next week because government schools still need defending. Until next week, from Jean, from myself, Rob, and from Dale, it's bye for now.